Hello everybody, my name is Ben Schluter and welcome to another episode of the Two Point Conversion. Once again, sorry for there being no goal to go kickoff show, but things changed with, uh, there was some work I had to do and stuff came up, so that's an unfortunate situation, but it's fine. LSU has won the SEC West, you know, just like everyone else predicted at the beginning of the year. LSU was predicted to finish 5th in the SEC West, and they have now won it. This is the earliest that LSU has ever clinched the SEC West, and not only that, but because of weird timing, uh, not weird timing, but because of the timing of the games that happened, LSU was the first team to clinch a spot in a conference championship game in any conference. Um, It would only take a few hours for that to change, as Georgia clinched their spot, uh, TCU clinched a spot, UNC clinched a spot, I don't know if the Clemson clinch a spot, maybe not, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, LSU was the first team to clinch a spot in the conference championship game of their conference, and they did so in an ugly 13-10 win over Arkansas. This game was played in pretty frigid temperatures, um, not as, like, it wasn't freezing, although it was freezing before the game, there was snow on the field, and they turned on the sprinklers. Whether or not those were saltwater sprinklers or, you know, water cannons is another story, but apparently, like, it didn't work, so I'm assuming they were not saltwater. If it was saltwater, then most people would have been like, well, that makes sense, I mean, it's salt, it melts the water. Clearly, that didn't seem to be what happened, because it didn't melt the water. Eventually, it all cleared up. It was a beautiful day for football, but it was a terrible day for throwing the ball. This game was an absolutely horrendous offensive performance by LSU. Luckily, the defense stepped up and did its job. They did a damn fine job. Uh, I'm going to start by talking about the special teams, mainly so we can get it out of the way. First of all, uh, punting-wise... They did a decent job on the coverage unit. Didn't really let anything go too, too far. Um, Had a great roll on one of the punts. Like, it looked like it was a shank, and then it hit the ground and just rolled out. Like, I think it was the 29-yard line. That was good. For the second consecutive game, Nathan Dybert hit a kick out of bounds, a kickoff out of bounds. That's not good. You cannot do that. Stop doing it. Also, also, Noah Kane decided to take a kick and a kickoff, excuse me, not call fair catch and run with it. Yeah, that ended up not helping because LSU had not one but two holdings on the play. So that backed them up 10 yards, and that wasn't helping matters. Um, we made all of our field goals, so that was good. Yeah, really don't know what else to say. Uh, Oh, yeah, there was also an attempted fake punt. Whether or not it was a called fake punt is one thing. But on that play, um, there's a holding, which actually wasn't the stupidest thing. I believe it was Jack Mashburn. I can double-check the play-by-play. I do believe it was Mashburn who was called for the holding on the play. It was... It's not in the play-by-play. Great. But, yeah, LSU had a fourth and one false start. They were going to go for it at, we were going to go for it at our own 24. I'll get to that in a second, but then, 
you know, went to punt. The punt looked like it was a little bit of a bobbled snap, so, you know, Bramblett decided to run for it, and he actually kind of had a lane, but had to hold to avoid the play getting blown up, which I get it, fine, you know, it's better than having it get blown up and then giving Arkansas the ball in prime field position. So luckily that didn't happen. Oh boy, let us get into the offense now. So Jaden Daniels um, looked pretty bad in this game. Let's let's just <clears throat> let us be very honest about that. He did not look good in this game. His QBR, according to ESPN, was an abysmal 9.7 on a scale from 0 to 100. If you translate his QBR to the NFL. His passer rating was 42.6. That is three points higher than spiking the ball into the ground on every single play. Yeah. 8 of 15 for 86 yards and a pick. That pick came on the first drive of the game, and it was terrible. He threw it right into the guy's hands, and I'm like, well, this isn't a good omen. Not at all. Jaden Daniels had eight completions. He was sacked seven times. You know, it's probably not a good thing when you're sacked nearly as many times as you complete passes. This was just not a game for throwing the football at all. This was a game for running the ball, which, granted, considering the conditions, yeah, I get it. It's hard to throw the ball in the cold especially when you're a guy who's from Southern California, you played the majority of your college career at Arizona State, and then you're at LSU, and this is your first really cold game, I think. I'm not 100% sure. I wasn't going to go back and look to see if he'd played in any sort of weather like this that potentially, you know, starts at Utah or something like that. But I'll tell you this. Uh, the passing game was not effective, Balls kept getting batted at the line. There were bad throws, um, bad decision-making. The offensive line, despite having uh, Garrett Dellinger back, they could not pass protect to save their lives. Could not pass protect at all. It was terrible. Seven sacks is a... Let me think. Not good. Yeah. Seven sacks is absolutely abysmal, especially when I think it was three sacks or four sacks in the first quarter. That was just inexcusable. And it got to the point where LSU just had to stop throwing the ball and start running it. So that's what they did. So if you take out the sacks from the rushing attempts, you have 44 rushing attempts. If you take out the kneel downs that LSU took, because there were three of those, two at the end of the game, one at the end of the first half, uh, then you have 41 rushes. Which, okay. Uh, you know what? Did a decent job of running the ball. That's because in that was in part due to Arkansas giving us yardage because they were, at points, just you know, trying to keep safeties back and defensive backs back and then giving us the middle of the field 
daring us to run the ball at them, uh, which we did and got a lot of yards on. Uh, Josh Williams had a great game, 19 carries, 122 yards. He had LSU's only touchdown, which was set up, by the way, on a throw. Should have mentioned this. I will mention it now. The one great throw of the game, like, fantastic. Kayshawn Booty runs a great long route. Like, many might even call it a long jerk route. Uh, Well, jerk route is the nice way of putting it. It's a long asshole route. And got right there and got the ball. And it was at, like, the two-yard line. And that's when, you know, hand the ball off to Josh Williams. He'll punch it in. Oh, did I mention turnovers yet? I should mention those now. Because LSU turned the ball over. What was it? Oh, yes. Twice. The stupid pick and then a stupid fumble. It was just... Trying to pull the ball out from, uh... I believe it was Josh Williams' hands. And... Jaden Daniels loses it. And Arkansas gets the ball inside the 10. Offensively inept... That's the way I have to put LSU's performance. I get it was cold, but that's not an excuse for barely being able to move the ball. LSU finished with 198 rushing yards without sacks, 239, I'm sorry, with sacks, 198, 239 without. That gives LSU a final total of 284 yards. Granted, Arkansas didn't do much better. In fact, they did worse, but just... This was terrible. The offense wasn't doing much, and it forced everything onto the defense. Denbrock called a terrible game. Things just weren't working out. Once again, LSU had a hard time waking up for an 11 a.m. kickoff. That's not a good thing that can't happen. Here was the thing. LSU's offense did not wake up. LSU's defense did. LSU's defense not only woke up, they absolutely killed it. And by LSU's defense, I mean Harold Perkins Jr. People often forget that he is Harold Perkins Jr. Because that man plays like a senior. That man is the Perkinator. That is his nickname. That is what I am calling him. He is the Perkinator. This man was sent from the future just to destroy offenses. That's what he did. He did this while he wasn't 100%. He apparently threw up before the game. Like he was experiencing flu-like symptoms. And he threw up before the game. And then he threw guys to the ground. He tied a single-game program record with four sacks, including the game-ending fumble. He nearly forced another one. He was like a half-second away from forcing another one. But, uh... It wasn't, because the hand was going forward. One thing to note, K.J. Jefferson, injured, did not play in this game. Arkansas used two quarterbacks in this game. They started by using Malik Hornsby. Malik Hornsby went 4 of 9 for 24 yards. That's all. Uh, Did not have a great game. He is not known for his throwing abilities. He is known for being fast. How fast is he? Well, they mentioned it on the broadcast. I think it was either a 4x100. He was in high school, and he like was part of a 4x100 relay team that led the nation. That's how fast it was. It was the fastest in the country. There was one problem. 
Malik Hornsby could not outrun Harold Perkins Jr. Harold Perkins was all over this man. Malik Hornsby tried to run away from him, and Harold Perkins was faster. A reminder, one of these two men was a world-class, I would say world-class, you know, when you're running that fast, at least your U.S. class, which is one of the best in the world, fast as hell track runners. And the other is Harold Perkins. Unfortunately, there is a difference that I will make a note of. Malik Hornsby has track speed. Harold Perkins Jr. has tracking speed. He is a hunter of quarterbacks. He will hunt you down, and he will bring you down. And that's what he did. It was unreal what he was doing out there. They could not stop him. There was no way to stop him. He was wherever he needed to be. Again, that near-forced fumble on, this was Cade Fortin, like he was having to come all the way around from the outside and still got there. And on the second one, he had to do a similar thing and got there in time. I've never seen a dude take over a game like that as a freshman. This dude is a freshman. And he wasn't, he's a freshman. He wasn't 100%. He isn't in his final form. This isn't even the best of what he can do. He still apparently has more to learn about being a linebacker. And that's what he was doing out there. They unleashed the Perkinator, and it worked. Remember that I said LSU turned the ball over twice. Arkansas went three and out on the first one. They went four and out on the next one. And by four and out, I don't mean the old gain of first down on the first play. I mean first and goal, second and goal, third and goal, fourth and goal. Couldn't get it in. The defense stepped up. You know who else stepped up? Greg Penn. He led the team in total tackles with nine. He had two and a half uh, tackles for loss. He was out there playing one of the best games he's played. Micah Baskerville, he played an incredible game. B.J. Ojolari, yeah, he played a good game, as he tends to do. The defense was playing with an unbelievable amount of... I'm trying to put it into words, but it's like they knew what their job had to be. They knew what their role was. They knew the offense wasn't getting it done. They had to step it up. They did it and more. That defense absolutely hounded Arkansas all game long. The only reason that Arkansas got that touchdown that they did was because the defender wasn't playing the ball. He was playing the dude, and he lost him. And on that play, Harold Perkins absolutely massacred. He was a half second late on Cade Fortin, and he leveled him. He leveled him, but he didn't affect the hit, uh, didn't affect the throw, excuse me. One thing I will mention, and then I'll get out of here, is a punt towards the end of the game. I think this was with about four minutes to go. It was fourth and ten, and for some reason, Arkansas decided to punt the football. Now, I get somewhat of why you would do it, um, because you think you can get the ball back with enough time to win the game. My issue with it is that 
It's fourth and ten. You're in roughly no man's land. And, uh, why not? It just felt like they were giving the game away. They had three timeouts. And then they had to use all of them because LSU was running clock. Like, why not go for it? I think this was around the... I'm going to double check this and make sure I'm right about this. But... Yeah, hold on a minute. They punted the ball at the LSU 43 with four minutes to go on 4th and 10. I don't know why they didn't go for it. That just felt like giving up. That was a terrible decision there. But then again, I really don't care. It was great. You know what? Fine. Help us win the game. We have won the Western Division in the first year under Brian Kelly, which nobody expected. Nobody, not even me. And you can go back and see it. Like I was just saying, oh boy, we're going to win six games. That's about it. And then after the Tennessee game, something started to click. Things have gone well. LSU has overachieved this season. Like, we're playing with house money. Like, we're probably going to get destroyed by Georgia in Atlanta. And that's fine. It's fine. We weren't supposed to be there anyway. This was a team coming in. Brian Kelly was inheriting a team with, what, 38 scholarship players? Like, if that, he had to recruit his own players to come back. He had to recruit guys to come back to the team. Kayshawn Booty being one of them. He had to bring in transfers. He managed to flip Harold Perkins, because Perkins was originally going to go to A&M. A&M had him, and then he got him to flip. Perkins never signed with A&M, I don't, or I believe he had or something. I don't remember. Somehow, someway, Perkins got out of it, and he signed with LSU, is all that matters. All that matters is that we got him. We got Harold Perkins Jr. He is here. He was the difference in that game. They said he wasn't a culture fit, which I said was stupid pretty much from the start. Um, And look at where we are now. LSU is in the SEC championship game. LSU has beaten top 10, a top 10 opponent. They've beaten Alabama. Haven't they beaten two? I'm trying to remember what Ole Miss was ranked when LSU played them. Just to make sure. Ole Miss was a top 10 opponent. Alabama was a top 10 opponent. We beat them both. We eked out a win over Arkansas in a very tight game, a game that could have been a trap, a game where the offense did terribly, but the defense showed up and did enough to win the game. This has been a tough season, a season where if we'd have gone 6-6 six and six or 7-5, and five, there'd have been enough people who'd have been like, yeah, that's okay. It's their first year with the new coach after last season would have been an improvement. And now it's on to UAB, senior night, and then at Texas A&M a Texas A&M team that signed the number one recruiting class in the nation, but is guaranteed to have a losing record. Well, that's funny. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a nice day to be an LSU fan.
Unfortunately, the Saints have to play today, and I'm going to watch that for the two-point conversion episode that will come out tomorrow. So, look out for that. Um, hope you enjoyed this. If you did, uh, why not share it with some other people? If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, while Twitter is still around, I cannot believe that I have to say that, uh, my usernames are in the description below. But, um, yeah. So, until next time. I've been Ben Schluter. This has been the Two Point Conversion. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And until next time, bye-bye.